This episode was brought to you by Nail It and Scale It, the world's leading fast growth program for business. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unstoppable. Unstoppable today, we have two incredibly heart-centered individuals. Miko and Biji from Love All 5D are transformational healers, quantum frequency alchemists, and the co-founders of Love All 5Ds. They hold the zero point frequency through their many years of spiritual dis- discipline, spiritual practice, and mastery. And both Miko and Biji use conscious energy and frequency healing to help their clients create the highest timeline reality on the new earth. Ladies and gentlemen, can you please welcome to Unstoppable, Miko and BG. I feel like you guys should float in now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we said, we got people calling us crazy as it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But you know, you're on you- a you, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you here and, you know, to, to add to the, com- the conversation we're just having. You know you're onto something good when people start calling you crazy, <laughs> you know, because as the saying goes, the people who, are, who think they're crazy enough to change the world are often the ones that do. Uh, right, that's what they say. If you're not pissing somebody off, you're not doing something. You're not trying hard enough. Right. You're not trying hard <laughs> right. enough. So how did you guys get into be doing what it is that you do now? Well, first of all, let's ask a bigger question, because I think there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this who are going to go, okay, so what is uh, quantum frequency alchemy and transformational healing? So what is it that you guys do for the lay person who's perhaps not been as experienced and for the person who's been exposed to this kind of stuff? How do you describe what you do? Well, on the, the basic of terms, we, you know, it's, it's body movement, movement therapy, it's breath work, it is... Um, then it goes deeper into the shadow work, all the stuff that we suppress from when we were younger and, and the trauma that we had. So we create spaces and containers for people to come together and talk about their human story, like just what they have been through in their life and all the, the, the regrets that they have in a space that feels uh, safe and uh, no shame and no guilt. And so it's about, you know, yoga is a way of life, right? And so mm-hmm. it's about about how you are uh, in flow with conversations in relation to yourself mm-hmm. is ultimately how you relate to the world around you. So, um, you know, the, the basic way for me to explain what we do is we create a space that we call zero point field, but we create a space that's super neutral and open and loving for people to, uh, work through whatever it is, no matter where they come from, no matter what religion, background, race. Um, it's, it's a, 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 especially right now with the climate of the world. So it's, it's important for people. Everything is energy. Mm. And so, so working out that energy within the system that we hold trapped in our container or our body uh, for many years. And some people go through life without ever confronting that. And uh, so we just, like I said, we create that space for everybody to be uh, who they are in that moment to release, you know, anger, uh, sadness, uh, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I feel like that's the, the practical application of what it is that we do. Yeah. If we are, if we're to understand it as frequency medicine, you know, for me, years and years of trying to figure myself out. Uh, through my mind and getting stuck in the labyrinth of the mind, stuck in the mm. labyrinth of our own matrix, our conditioning, our, our you know, we're mu- multi-dimensional beings, but we don't express ourselves that way. And so with all that, 
we have an option, we have a choice. And ultimately, it just comes down to awareness and presence and choice. Ultimately, uh, all those fancy titles just means that, like we were talking before we started the podcast, it just means for me chopping water. But for, for other people, <laughs> it means chopping wood and carrying water. It means polishing, polishing that silverware every single day, mm. having that internal awareness to get over your ego in the most difficult moments. And I have to be really transparent parent with you, Corinne, I was super triggered to be on your podcast. I've got to say, Miko and I awesome. have been doing this. <laughs> we, we have been doing this, uh, this journey, this path for a really long time, wanting to be pure in service, wanting to do this for the Ascension. We had so many oracles and miraculous stories that may, you know, put us in a position where you either believe everything and allow all that is to be, or you believe in nothing and, and that, and you create from there. And so we decided, and there were a couple moments in our journey where we had no choice to, to make that decision for the survival of our family. Are we going to take that chance and believe it's all, it's all here for us. It's all real for us. And we, we have taken those leaps time after time and largely trying to do it behind the scenes. And now we're here making TikTok videos and Instagram <laughs> reels. And it is, this is not how I pictured the other side of enlightenment to be. <laughs> you know? And I'm sitting here putting myself out there like a fool. And the truth is many, many people don't see the magic and miracle in what we do, but the ones who do, the ones who are ready, the ones who are, are willing to create a new narrative and make that conscious choice each and every moment to live their highest truth, man, it is transformational. And that's what I call quantum, quantum healing across all the multidimensionals. You have reached that place where you can make a choice and live it in the moment. And that's really all we're trying to do here is just to embody what we practice, to try to do it as humbly and, and playfully and, as, and have as much fun as possible because I feel that the world can come together in laughter. The world can come together in relief. The world can come together uh, with the promise that your highest timeline and your personal reality that you can create with your own frequency is enough. And that message is so powerful for us that we have, you know, spoken with uh, the, the beautiful teachers, gurus, guides, healers who have come into our life. We have listened to them. We have listened to the readings that we have received. We have, you know, actively pursued uh, opportunities to, to do this embodiment work so that we, when, you know, that we are here with you, um, I can, I can just straight out say, ah, yeah, I was a little bit intimidated and, and, and triggered by this opportunity after all these years that we now have to make this conscious choice. Are we ready to go out there? Because I feel that you're kind of out there <laughs> in your reach. Is that, that's what triggered you? Yeah. Well, yeah, because if, if, you know, uh, if we are here in this space, it means we're doing something right. And we have some message to share that the universe feels some reason that we are ready to share with the planet. And, um, and it's, it's, it's confronting. Am I really mm. ready? Am I really uh. ready for this big step? Because, you know, at, do but we see, have, that's, But yeah. that's the expansion, because yeah. if you're, you're, you're never, you never feel quite ready. Right. But but to, in order to ex expand your capacity, you walk forward no matter what we've had, like you said, so many 
um, you know, going back down to zero and can we do it? Little deaths, it felt like every time, yeah. you know, can we, do we walk away? But what else done? are we going to yeah. do? This is this is what we're meant to be doing. And we kind of pigeonholed ourselves into embodiment because we set out on this path and then, oh, well, you know, we're getting called out in this way and that way. It's like, well, we got to really roll up our sleeves and do the dirty work. We got to be embodied so we can present ourselves. And we never wanted to be healers. We just wanted to be successful business owners. And we couldn't do that. So we had to become <laughs> healers. <laughs> well, let's talk about let's let's start at the beginning. So where does this story start? How did you get to here? Like, what? what, what and I'm gonna, I don't necessarily think we have to go back to in utero, but like for you guys, when you share your <laughs> story, we like, further back. in the Atlantean <laughs> yeah, but, times, man, I was thinking we could maybe start <laughs> in have- three, three BC, you know, eighty-seven BC, <laughs> and we'll just we'll just roll from there. Eight hundred years is fine, but maybe let's just start with the last few, like or or more. Like, where did it start for you guys? Where did this part of the journey start? You said you were trying to build a successful business, but you were coming up against uh, obstacles and and barriers. Yeah, I, I, I'll start. I'll start with that because, uh, you know, um, I was really good at the matrix, Kerwin. I was, uh, I was a conformist. I believe I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I was in mainstream media. That was my career. And I, and I, you know, I worked in San, San Francisco and, and uh, Los Angeles in, um, in uh, the media. And, and I've also been in high tech. And so my, my purpose was to create a business that would sustain me so that then I could do the service work. The service work was always within me. I, I have a shamanic lineage that I come from and uh, my connection with source has always been there. My awareness of my own consciousness and my purpose here has been so, um, uh, it was a non-question for me of what was what was my purpose here on the planet, but I didn't know how to go about doing it. And so I believed the media, you know, the, the, the matrix. And I went down that path and I had a career and I had a husband and I had my children and look, and, and I'm looking around and this is, this is, this is nothing um, like I thought it was going to be, you know, um, I, I had to confront uh, cancer. Uh, at a very young age, I was 21 years old when I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease and I was told I had six months to live. When I, yeah, and when I received my quantum healing around that, just through my own letting go of of my mortality and releasing myself and surrendering myself to source and, and, you know, the higher plan was when everything shifted for me. And, um, and, and I knew that at some point, this was gonna be my path. I just didn't know when it was gonna hit. Mm-hmm. And it hit when uh, my marriage fell apart and I found myself you know, a single mom with two young children. And, and here I'm, I'm going to Los Angeles, uh, tr- trying to start everything new, starting from scratch. I was on welfare, trying to figure out how to create without the 3D work, follow my heart, sacrifice everything but not sacrifice the, the the you know the necessities of what i needed to provide for my my family and my kids and having that faith that if i did this work if i followed my heart and every single guidance that that safety net would always be there well that was the beginning of me heart aligning and doing that work i was celibate for almost 6 years getting wow. my frequency ready for miko 
because I felt his frequency before I was ever ready to meet him. And I had to work through so many of my internal resistances to actually believe that unconditional love was possible between people. Uh, between in intimate relationships, that that sacred union was possible, transparency in relationships was possible, um, devotion and commitment through multidimensional existences was possible. There was a many things that I had to confront of my own limited thinking in order for me to fully align to what it is that my heart wanted. And my heart wanted sacred union. And so mm. in order for me to do that, I had to begin an incredible practice that I am still in. Um, it's been over 10 years now. Every single day I do what's, what's called that? Brahma. It's, a, it's called the Brahma Morta Sadhana. It's a, it's a daily practice that guarantees, it's the only practice that guarantees enlightenment. And, uh, and it is- uh, Guarantees, it, that's a big word right? for a tag like enlightenment. Tell okay. me about it. I, but you know what? My ego mind at the time wasn't yeah. going to, you know, playing games. If well, I wanted. It's like, what does enlightenment mean? Yeah. You know okay. I mean? So it I will go there. Chopping wood it's and carrying, carrying water. water. Very, and ordinary, being, very ordinary. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a that. really good thing to touch on here because I think, you know, sometimes people have their own version of what they think enlightenment means and, you know, you've achieved a sense of, um, you know, integration and higher frequency where you no longer walk the earth, you just float by, you know, like uh, like we would imagine, uh, you know, someone at that state. But when you're referring to enlightenment, let's, let's narrow in on that. I think, you know, Biju, you've got a good point there for the listeners. What do you mean when you mean enlightenment? Well, it's it's... It's along the lines of what Miko just said. It's really feeling that gratitude and presence of what is and recognizing that what is, is exactly what your soul has gifted you in the moment. You are in the scene of the scene of your life as a movie. That is your pivotal scene. No other scenes are important. This is the scene you're in. And how we create that and how we move that relies upon our presence and our connection to the moment. That's where everything is. And that's what we hear, you know, the enlightened teachers always say, everything is in the now. Well, when that becomes embodied truth within you, and you start to create your life from that place of conscious presence, that's enlightenment. And that's not something you can always stay in. That's a, that's a frequency mm-hmm. that you get to consciously through the training, through the commitment, through the discipline. And this practice, you know, it takes 40 days. It takes 21 days to rewrite. To, you uh, probably know yeah, this. To, to drop 21, a habit. Yeah, 21 days to drop a habit. Another 21 days to rewrite the new story. Um, And then, you know, another 21 days to probably start putting it into practice and begin the embodiment work. Well, the the daily Brahma Marta Sadhana is a a practice. It's a spiritual practice that, uh, that compels you to take these high frequencies that you're learning with your experience and integrate them and embody them every single day so that your consciousness is present with you 24-7, that you don't ever drop out of that place of sacred awareness and observation. So that even if you are in that space of ego, you can be transparent about it. You can own it. You can take responsibility for it. You know how to transmute it. You know how to be your own alchemist so that you can get yourself out of this dark place, um, You know, which is where I go when I'm triggered. I was triggered about your podcast. My ego wanted to sabotage 
the whole experience so that, you know, maybe at the last minute we can cancel on you and then I don't have to confront putting You're myself doing out good, there. You don't <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Chopping water. See, I Chop did my water. work and I showed up and I can yeah. just talk about it and not be in it. And yeah. that's, yeah. I feel the enlightenment. Enlightenment is not being driven by our human narrative as who we really are. It's, it's full awareness of who we are in every moment so that we can get over our human stories and make mm. that choice in the moment and say, hey, if I'm the director, I'm the producer because I come from production, everything's, you know, for me, visual and in production, I can yell cut at any moment. And I can say, hey, one second, you know what? Let's change the lines here. How many soap operas have we seen where they say the same thing over and over again? How about in this situation, rather than being angry, I own something. Rather than uh, thinking I'm right about something, I give you a hug instead. Make it real, make it coming mm -hmm. from the heart and do that daily practice so that it's not uh, fake, so that it's not uh, something that we're just teaching mind to mind but that it's really, truly activated in the heart experience. So what are, yeah, and you've already just touched on two, what are some of the practices that you learned? Now, this is a big mouthful for me. What was the practice that you were doing? It was, it was called the Brahma Marta. Brahma, Brahma Marta. Sadhana. Sadhana. So the Bra Brahma Marta. Yes. Brahma, Brahma, Brahma Marta is the hours that you do it. Yeah, it's right? the, the creator's Brahma, hours. It's, it's uh, getting... Uh, waking up when the, the the whole world is asleep, so the connection to source is clear. So it's they, they call it the creator's hours. They've called it. I mean, there's many different names for it. The witch. What time hour. is the creator's hours? It's, so it's 156 minutes before sunrise. I like that. So what time does that? Okay, yeah, right. I was going to say, what time is that? So it depends on the sunrise came in. <laughs> yes, usually around 3:30 in the morning. It's okay. 3:30 in the morning. And you wake up and you take an ice cold shower and then you begin that practice of working with and training your frequency. And it includes uh, specific mantras. It includes uh, your own physical practice. It includes, um, uh, you know, meditation. It includes, it includes probably about three and a half hours of work before you wow. start the day and you create day. your day. Yes. And you do this every day. And if you drop a day, then you have to start the 40 days again. Wow. So if you so are it's a 40 a day, day practice. Oh, yes. It's a 40 day yeah. practice. Okay. You can't skip days. So it has to be. I mean, the Brahma Morta Sadhana is pretty strict. It's not daily spiritual practice is something I recommend to everybody. But if mm. there's something in your heart that's calling you to get mastery over your own life and your own frequency, this is a guaranteed practice that will get you there. So 40 days, my first 40 days I started, I took one day off and I started my next 40 days and I haven't stopped since. So I am, wow. I am in practice still. Uh, and there are- and how long has that been now? How is that what? H how long has that been? That you've been in practice oh, okay. now? Okay. Uh, so it's a little over 10 years. Wow. Okay. Yes. And after a certain time, after a certain amount of practice, you just, you feel the shift. I, I 
I went from being the, the, um, the student of the practice to becoming the master of the practice. And when you become a master of anything, whether it be baking or, you know, making videos on TikTok, if you've mastered something, you've done something pretty miraculous and you get gifts from mastering that. It actually doesn't matter what it is. Mm. And mine just happens to be this. But I wow. encourage everyone to master something. Because, and yourself is the best one to master. Well, honestly, and what, what, what better place to start than with someone that you're going to spend more time with than anyone else on the planet. And the more you get to know who you are, the better you get to experience, you know, the, the journey that you're on. Um, and yeah, I think everything should start with self. What's your story, mate? How did you get to be uh, chopping water and carrying wood? My journey was much different. I can't, I took, well, I mean, a long route around, I, I was an athlete when I was younger. I uh, played baseball my whole life, college, ball and all that. And then um, when, I, when I didn't become pro, which I thought that was going to be you know, my life, I was lost for a long time. So I, I turned to the arts. I was a dancer and uh, I, I lived in Los Angeles too. So I was working in production behind the scenes in front of the camera, but I, uh, you know, went through addiction, you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, drugs and drinking and, and depression. And I felt like I, you know, needed to find my place in life. And I felt like I was behind, you know, I felt like all my friends and everybody, when I was in my twenties, they were figuring it out. They were getting married, they were buying the home. And, uh, you know, I felt lost, but underneath all of that, I always knew, I always held on to this vision of purity that always came to me when I was a young kid is I always wanted to live a life that was pure, meaning, you know, how I treat my body, how I, you know, uh, you know, call in a love. I wanted a family to, to be with. I always saw myself there, but um, I had a lot of uh, things to go through, you know? So I, you know, I was uh, DJing in, uh, you know, negative environments. So I was hanging out and not, you know, with not the greatest uh, people. I was, um, you know, trying to find my way. And, you know, in retrospect, it was perfect, right? Everything that I, every job and career move that I had all uh, helped me out to to be where I'm at right now. Including um, the, but, the addiction. And I'd even go as far as say, you know, from my own experience, I would say including the addiction as well. I'm sorry, was it? I would say, and from my own experience, you're talking about the things that have served you. Um, I've, in my own experience, addiction has been something that has served me at a very high level as oh, a part absolutely. of my own growth and as a part of my own awakening. And I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. 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 I mean, I feel that's my, my story with enlightenment is, you know, I've been addicted to uh, drinking, to drugs, to cigarettes, to promiscuity, to um, you know, to, to, to food, right? And so the way I look at enlightenment is if you're addicted to this life, if you wake up and, you know, you, uh, you know, get to um, do the things that you want to do, you're around the people that, that you love and that love you back and that see you. And, uh, you know, for me, you know, being here in soul family, finding my love, my soul family, my soul children, and, and being on this path is enlightening. It's what I've, been creating trying to get to that point but like i said mm. i had a lot of a lot of karma to burn and i get it you know putting myself in precarious situations that i at the time knew wasn't really me but i felt like i needed that for expansion i needed that darkness i needed to be in the darkness to 
to sit in it, to feel it, to move through it, and then to expand out of it or to alchemize it into yeah. light and love. Integrate. That's beautiful. And so with the work that you guys do now, is that you taking, you know, all of the life experiences and all the practices that you've learned, you know, and the mastery that you've gained, and this is now what you share with Love All 5D? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, tell I us do. about how Love All 5D came together. So initially, um, you know, after Miko and I met, uh, and we pretty much knew at, from this from the get-go i mean there's some really weird confirmations Kerwin, miko and i we uh we found out a few days after we met that we have the same bank pin number and then <laughs> oh yeah uh -huh. yeah yep. i don't know if you're a math person but i don't and, and i'm not but i'm i'm pretty sure that on a multi-dimensional level that doesn't happen that often right well, you know, I, I have a lot of, uh, a few physicist mates. Um, I've got a passion for quantum mechanics and particle physics, and I've okay. discovered the more I learn about reality, the more I am able to play with it. And, um, you know, my physicist mates say numbers are the language of the universe. You know, math is the language of the universe. So there's no, uh, there's no accident there. It's certainly a confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Miko, do you want to share how you recognize my laugh? um sure because, okay <laughs> i yeah we did we did a, a a typical couple move where i suggest the story and then make someone else tell it <laughs> <laughs> um, wait till so, you wait till she does the next relationship move which is she makes a mistake and then blames you <laughs> 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 just kidding <laughs> just kidding so yeah we we uh man we just knew our 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 higher selves or whatever you want to call it. We knew that we had a lot to do. So when we met it, it, we just hit the ground running. Like she met my parents. I met her family. We figured out that we're going on this journey all within one year. And so it was pretty much like wow. second date, the second date we went on, uh, we went to this labyrinth and walked through, had this nice hike. We came down to a, a, a little Hermosa, Hermosa uh, cafe in Topanga Canyon. And, uh, you know, I let it all hang out because I was at the time getting tired of the dating scene. <laughs> Not, like Not, Not like that. that. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. Right. So, so you, you guys run a nudist colony as well. This is good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you know why people call us crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's okay. As long as you didn't get arrested, mate, fine. <laughs> yeah. So back so, to you were, you were letting it all hang out. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was instead of, you know, trying to watch what I, you know, be like this, this, I just, you know, was exactly who I was. And uh, finally I, I cracked her, she laughed and it was this big guttural laugh. And I had a really psychedelic moment where I, I was like, I've heard that laugh before. Wow. I've heard, it felt like it echoed through time. And I'm like, I've heard that laugh. This is the one for me. That laugh was confirmation that, that, that she's the one. And so, uh, yeah, that was a, that was, there's a lot of moments down and, the road. And I got to say before that laugh, when we were at the labyrinth, I had brought a, like a, like a crystal and a Sharpie and I gave one to him and I took one for myself and I said, write your intention for this lifetime on here. And we'll put it at the center of the labyrinth as an offering. And Miko wrote something. I wrote something and on the hike down, uh, Miko asked me what I had written on the stone and I wrote, 
the word detachment, which is, uh, you know, it's non-attachment. It's a, yeah, it's a spiritual. Yeah. And, and so that was my purpose for this lifetime, my goal and intention. And I asked Nico what he wrote and he said a Sanskrit word and it meant the same thing, non-attachment. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, and so it, was. And so it is. <laughs> and so it has been. Mika, I'm curious from your perspective though, because you, you mentioned that, you know, when you first met uh, BG, you were, you know, mad into the dating scene, I'm going to assume, or you, were you at the, the end of the journey where you had learned how to close your container or did this relationship, you know, provide a service where it showed you how to close your container to have a sacred union uh, or sacred monogamy as it is sometimes referred to? Yeah. Um, well, so I, I kind of followed her path as well. I got to the point where I was uh, really over the dating scene and I was getting, I, I really didn't want to do much dating anymore. And I kind of closed up shop for myself. And I said, you know what, it's going to be the one or that's it. Like no more. Wow. So you closed your container prior to meeting BG. Yeah, I was a couple years, a couple years. I didn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, um, sleeping around or, or going on too many dates. And then um, when, when, you know, we met and the funny thing was, is like, she, she was like the three time bond, you know, the, the, by the time we were about to sleep with each other for the third time, she said, you know, when you, um, you have sex with somebody for the third time, you create a sacred bond and their energy kind of gets uh, put into you. And, and this, you know, so she's like, are you serious about this? And it was intriguing to me to have, I was like, who is this woman? You know, like it was, it was such a, 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 you know, a foreign thing to me at the time. I didn't, I didn't know that aspect. And so, um, you know, from the beginning, I just knew that this is the one, the one, this was the one because she had that, that kind of, um, you know, that spiritual aura to her that, that I was looking for as well. It's interesting that you both experimented with um, celibacy. <clears throat> and um, I, I think it was back in 2004, I uh, conducted my very first celibacy experiment. Um, I discovered that I had a, a very leaky container. I was single, but I had very leaky energy. It was leaking out everywhere, ogling, fantasizing, you know, masturbating, you know, sec, you know um, sexual encounters. Um, and I realized... Um, after I'd come out of a relationship, I actually came out of a, a relationship that the first time I actually genuinely didn't want a girl to leave. She left and I was sitting in my despair on my bed and I, I picked up the book that was beside my bed and had been for about five years at that point, which is called um, Think and Grow Rich. And I put it together and I actually asked Napoleon Hill of all people for some spiritual guidance. And then the book opened and it opened at chapter 11, which is The Power of Sex Transmutation. And um, I remember, if you haven't read that chapter, it talks about how, you know, the 500 wealthiest men and women or men at the, at the time on the planet all had incredibly high sex drive, but they had learned how to channel their sexual energy into things other than the act itself. And so I read this and I was like, holy shit, I've got a problem. And so I went, you know, it's a little bit embarrassing in contrast, but I did seven months of celibacy. And during that time, I, you know, I explored uh, Tantra, uh, Kundalini, uh, breath work, and a range of other forms of um, regulation and transmutation that at the time I didn't fully really understand. But um, where it got interesting is I also read that um, you know, celibacy is linked to insanity in Chinese medicine. And what I discovered was and you know, celibacy without transmutation can create all sorts of problems. 
Absolutely. But here's where it got really interesting. I started practicing a kundalini exercise or a kundalini breathwork exercise wherever I felt sexual tension building up in my body. I started to breathe it and I brought the orb up and down and up and down and then I'd place it, you know, into uh, into the ether and I'd back it up with some form of physical action in order to, you know, solidify my intention. And then out of nowhere, magical shit just started happening <laughs> left, right, and center. You know, and I've, I talk about this now. I have a program called Power to Create where I talk about, you know, many quantum dynamics, uh, sexual transmutation, tantra, uh, and many other aspects of breath work and meditation. And But what was really interesting is I started to realize, holy shit, like sexual energy is one of the most powerful forces, one of the most powerful creative forces on the planet. And... Um, Yet it is one that no one has ever been trained on how to use consciously. And what I started to realize was when I could circulate it through my body um, and I could place it into some form of intention, it created an incredibly um, accelerated experience from not having to be able to experience and embody. And my mates were like, they were so freaked out. They were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is just crazy. Like one example, I bought a business during this time. And I think it was like month two, I bought a business in the previous two years that had turned over 320,000 and I built it up to like 7 million in, in the next six months, you know, and everyone kept on coming to me going, what did you do? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I did what I normally do, but as a side thing, I went celibate and it was like, nah, it can't be that. So anyway, I had a few of my friends try and go celibate. None of them could actually conquer it um, because they just couldn't, they didn't have that level of restraint. But I'm curious to know from your experience, have you experienced sexual energy in an alchemic way where you have been able to take it from your, yourself, take it from the charge of the union you guys have been able to create together and put it into something where you have been able to go, holy crap, look what we created as a result of channeling that life force into some form. So Kerwin, what you just described is our work. That's the zero point frequency. That's the quantum field. That's the frequency medicine. What you're talking about is the frequency medicine that we have mastered to consistently hold that zero point frequency so that we can create this neutral container for people to come in who aren't trained in their sexual energy, who aren't used to flowing that energy and alchemizing that energy. They can come into this field that is, is an actual, um, it's an actual field where your whole being will respond to whatever it is that you need to move through, whatever it is that needs to come up and be released. And, and if it's a block for what needs, uh, need to come to, needs to come to physical fruition, whether it is uh, something that needs to be created because you have never consciously thought of creating that for yourself, whatever it is, this is a clear channel for you to receive that. And it is through our own personal mastery over that sexual energy, be because underneath that sexual energy that you're talking about, another name for it is called the Shakti. It's a Shakti force. You're talking about the Kundalini energy that's coming through from that Shakti force. That Shakti force is another name for it is what we call the, sa the sacred feminine frequency. So that, that what you just described is how everything's going to get created on the new earth. So here on the new earth, you're going to be able to differentiate those who have been awakened to that, this power and this internal connection that they have with source uh, by 
they're, by the choices that they're making, by the life that they're living, by the job that they hold or the business that they own, by the money that they're able to make, by the relationships that you have, and you will be able to physically see people's level of consciousness. That's happening right now. You're able to, it has physicalized enough now that you can't just hide it, you know, behind closed doors. Who you are is all over the place. Yeah, the and, if it's, yeah, and if it's not all over the place in spite of you, then you're tweeting it out and, and, and revealing it your own, you know, your own self. You're, you're revealing all your level of consciousness. And so I have read and I have experienced and I have felt this with our clients from, you know, thousands of people from all over the planet that, um, right now there is a war on consciousness and there is a war specifically on your own consciousness. And guess who's at the forefront of that war? You, your own human ego, your own conditioning, your own lack of uh, being present to who you are and why you do the, what, what you're doing. If you're not asking those reflective questions, if you're not doing this type of work that feels for, at, you know, at the forefront now, but it's very, very, um, uh, quantum. quantum in the way that that's shifting. You know, people are in droves waking up to a new way of creating a narrative for themselves that's actually actualizing. It's not before, Kerwin, like you've had to go and do this work and actualize it for yourself. Well, right now, the energy, I don't know if you've, uh, you know, because of what you do and who, and who you are, you probably are really familiar with the Schumann resonance. Right now, that conscious energy is coming into the planet and we can call it light codes. You can call it, you know, ascension codes. You can call it whatever, but something is happening on the planet to accelerate our thoughts into physical reality. If they're not conscious thoughts, then what's showing up in your own personal reality is going to be the shit show that's happening on the inside that you haven't, you know, reconciled. It's the intention, right? The intention yeah. that you hold, the intention that you carry, you can feel it in people. Mm -hmm. And it's getting more and more, it's getting easier and easier to feel what people's intentions are. And so, yeah. And so along those lines, you're not going to be going to a doctor to heal your cancer. You're going to be going to somebody who has done this work in the quantum realm and get to the root of that cancer. Well, the good, so the good aspect, so the good aspect of this, is, yeah, the yeah. good aspect of this work too, is that it is quantum. It is, it can be that quick. We've had people come to us that, that have enormous uh, trials in front of them, what they have to, whether it be career, money, family, relationship, illness. illness. And literally after one session, their whole energy has shifted. And it doesn't mean it's complete and they're, they've passed their test and they're, they're, they're thriving, but it is, it's unbelievable to see some people come in and, and be in a certain way and, and uh, you know, move through this energy and collapse, collapse time where it's like literally two hours later and they are yeah, popping and they're, they're, they're present and they're, and so just to get them to realize no matter where you are, no matter how dark you feel, no matter how, uh, you know, slippery the slope is for you and you feel like you can't, you know, do it in this lifetime. It's like this work, these technologies, the, the breath work, the Kundalini, the, uh, the sacred union of being able to be in a container to talk about all of the things that you haven't even owned up to yourself in this lifetime is is profound. It's like that sometimes it's all you need is somebody to sit there and listen and be present 
and 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 not judge and and honor what it took to kind of to get to this place in life because it's not easy well i i want to along those lines um share just a little bit about near-death experiences that we call you know the nde near-death experience because that's quantum that happens instantaneously. People come from uh, come back from near death, death experiences completely transformed. There's so many books and so many accounts of people going, I have felt that God frequency around me, within me, that light. And that's something that no one can ever take away from them. And they come back to share that frequency with anyone who will listen and who will receive. And, uh, and so this is an opportunity to feel that frequency within you without having to go through that near-death experience. It's the closest experience that you can have to feeling is, that. But it is funny because, uh -huh. because people we've had, we've had clients that were, their missions were to, you know, to go over the border of Haiti to, to save trafficked children. So they were up against, you know, other governments and third world countries and people shooting, shooting at them in helicopters. And we had he this this gentleman uh, just met this woman. So we had a couple session and he was crying and he was saying, this is the most difficult thing that I've ever done in my life. And I'm like, man, you jump out of helicopter. That was like yesterday. And, <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, it you know, it, it isn't easy to confront all those things that we've been suppressing or, mm. you know, not wanting to confront. But you can't move forward. You can't move forward if you're if you're stuck in a place where you don't want to look at. That's what we always say. If what's the hardest thing you can do in any moment? Well, do that thing, and that's the thing that's going to expand you. If you have a question like I don't know what to do here, I could do this or that. What's the most difficult thing? Because that's the thing that's going to expand you as a human and get you to that next level that you're looking to, to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. The, I've got a great friend of mine who's uh, a shaman. Says everything's a portal. Absolutely. Everything's a portal. Um, and I can relate to what you're referring to. I've, I've actually had seven near-death experiences, but I've only had one NDE. I had a stroke back in 2009, um, and I came back from that stroke, and over the next nine months, I created a piece of content, which is what I referred to earlier, which is Power to Create, which was what was given to me during that NDE. Um, mm. And it was one of the most transformational experiences of my life. From the moment the stroke onset, um, I knew it was going to be a gift. I knew it was a blessing. Um, up until this point in my life, it's, it's given me nothing but good things that have essentially served, um, yeah, I would say at this point, probably millions of people. So yeah, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying and I really That's appreciate cool. you guys sharing it. Mm -hmm. Guys, I have really enjoyed this conversation, but we have run out of time. How can people find out more about BG and Miko? Now, for those of you playing at home, Miko is the Italian samurai <laughs> over here in the blue shirt and BG is uh, the beautiful goddess. How can people find out more about you guys? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for, for the space. Thank you for- You're very uh, welcome. Um, so you go to- uh, loveall5d.com and then if you hit backslash unstoppable uh do, 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 help me out here we have a we oh, have okay a so so the, so the the brahma oh, Morta, the sadhana that we're talking about we put yep. together uh uh what would you call it like a guide, a guide Beautiful. of how to master your mornings to begin, because that's pretty much the beginning of, of this spiritual journey is waking up early, jumping into that cold shower to shake off that ego and, and, and do a little meditation and presence. So we have a guide for free that, uh, you know, your audience can come and grab. 
And we also have an online program called Master Your Energy, Master Your Life. That for your, for your audience, we're, at, we're offering 50% off of, of that. That's super kind. So for you guys, I love all 5D forward slash unstoppable for some free resources and a special offer from these two incredible humans. BG and Miko, keep doing what you keep get what you're doing. Keep uh, shedding your light, spreading your light, transmuting the energy, integrating the light in the dark, and um, yeah, continue with your journey. And if there's anything we can do from here, and it seems to me like you guys, um, you know, you're learning how to grow the business. Um, I would love to offer you two tickets to come as my guest to our, one of our virtual Nail It and Scarlet. And they're five grand a ticket, by the way. But I'd like to gift two of you, the both of you, those tickets. You can attend from Costa Rica to the next one that we've got. I'll get the team to reach out. Um, and Nail It and Scarlet is really one of those programs that shows you how to nail the foundations of the business and then be able to scale upon that and you know to be able to spread your message i couldn't think of a greater gift that we could give to you guys but also um you know all the people that you're going to be able to touch wonderful thank you. Thank we received so much we, we received. received thank you we received it <laughs> share ah thank you so much ladies and gentlemen miko and bg this has been unstoppable with kerwin wright This episode is brought to you by Nail It and Scale It, the world's leading fast growth program for businesses. If you have ever wanted to grow your business faster than what you can right now, if you need to make more revenue, if you need more leads, if you need more clients, if you need to know how to plan your business in a strategic way in order to hit big goals, if you need to learn how to scale your business and grow your team and your business so that you have more freedom, then this program is for you. Imagine three days immersed with me where we cover all aspects of business, but we do it from an immersive, but also an execution standpoint. We execute every step of the way and we're looking at five key areas we're looking at your psychology we're looking at your marketing your sales your leadership and we're looking at your planning and how we integrate these five key areas to grow your business and your brand quickly so if you'd like to find out more information kerwinray.com